Estes. Before we get started with the show, I want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, who is near and dear to my heart, Pomp Beauty. Pomp has been with me since the very beginning, and they have been a game changer for my aesthetics business by streamlining my inventory and retail process. I use Pomp to recommend at-home routines for the majority of my clients, and I no longer need to worry about product expiration dates and dusty retail shelves. Pomp's virtual tools make messaging your clients, recommending skincare, and earning commission super easy. Pomp is partnered with a medical director so you can get access to education and top-tier brands that you know I love like Jan Marini, Color Science, and more. It's a great way to retail a few favorites from a line without needing to bring on the whole brand. Your clients and sanity will thank you. Just visit the show notes for my personal Pomp Beauty referral link to get started today. Hello guys, welcome back to the Treatment Room Podcast with your host, Tessa Zolli. So today we are leveling up. We are talking about how to become a more successful, thriving, happier, more profitable solo esthetician. Today we meet Rhea Schwartz, and if you have been in the industry for even a hot minute, I'm sure you've heard of Rhea's name. She is the founder of Bosses in Beauty and the six-figure beauty business blueprint. Rhea gets it because she has had over 1,300 aesthetic business owners go through her program and have massive success. She helps estheticians build a successful business by going from employee to solo to opening your first storefront location and building your seven-figure business from a proven model. Make sure you check the show notes for a link to Rhea's free upcoming masterclass on February 25th of 2024. And without further ado, let's hop into the episode with Rhea. We are so excited to have you. I wanted to say I've just heard amazing things about you and your course from friends, but I will also say from some of the most successful people in the business. So I think that just speaks volumes about you. So it's such a treat we get to have you with us today and learn more about you, your story, and your course. So could you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what you currently offer the industry? Yeah, absolutely. Well, Thank you, Tessa, for having me on The Treatment Room. I'm so excited to be here, and hopefully we can add some value to your listeners today. Um, But yeah, I'm Rhea. If you haven't heard of me, uh, I am the co-owner of Bosses and Beauty. Uh, I run the business with my fiance, and um, I started in the aesthetic industry, gosh, Okay, I'm th- I, I haven't done the math outside of this. So I'm 34. I became a licensed esthetician when I was 17. So I graduated aesthetic school the same year I graduated high school. I took like night classes. So however many years that is, like, I'm like, is that almost 20 years? <laughs> Something around that. Um, but I've been a business owner uh, since I was 23. And so I started my first aesthetic business was a waxing business. And I moved across the country from Santa Fe, New Mexico to Tampa, Florida. And I started in a small room with zero clients. I didn't know a single soul besides my mom. And I just decided to like go for this dream that I had. 
And it was a really tough start. So I can relate on so like I can relate to estheticians on so many levels because it wasn't like I started, you know, working somewhere left and took all my clients to start my business. I literally have started from zero, like ground zero, like in the trenches, (laughs) hours in between clients. And over, this was 11 years ago that I started. And now, you know, with in the last 11 years, I was able to grow it to two storefront locations, um, a team of 10. We eventually got to seven figures. And then 1.5 million was like our biggest year in business. I was able to step outside of the treatment room pretty early on and just run the business and like my team. And last year, we actually had a successful exit of the business. So I was able to sell for a 3x multiple on the profit. So now I just fully teach other estheticians how to grow their business. And I can teach at every level. So I can teach from baby estheticians, like just getting into entrepreneurship and starting their business, all the way to that seven-figure level, um, because I truly believe you can really only teach what you've done. Or I mean, there's teachers that don't teach what they've done. But that's what I stand by is like, I really like to teach at the level that I've been at. And if you want to go to eight figures, I haven't done that yet. So like, that's not my specialty right now. It sounds like you have a lot of business experience and savvy. How did you go from you know, graduating high school, going right into aesthetics to kind of developing that skill set? Yeah, great question. So in the beginning, it's not like, you know, there was a gap, right? So I was an esthetician at 17. I didn't open, I started working for myself at 22. And then I started my, you know, flirt walks bar business at 23. So there was a gap from 17 to 22 where I worked for other people. Um, in the aesthetic industry in different spas. And so that's where I feel like I got experience in terms of not necessarily aesthetic experience, although I did later on like get the skill set of like being an incredible waxer, but I got the experience of just having a sense of what I liked and what I didn't like in other people's businesses, right? Because that kind of gives us all like ideas of like, hey, I really think this is a great idea. She's doing this really well. And on the other side, this person's a terrible person to work for. I never want to do that, right? So it's like what we do want to emulate and what we don't. And so I always had a little bit of a natural sense for business. But when I was in it and when anyone is in it, you learn that it's not as easy as it looks. It's not as easy as it looks when you're an employee and you think your boss could do so much better. And it's not as easy as it looks as people make it look on social media, right? Especially right now, it looks like everyone's going solo out of school. And what you don't see is like for most people is I think where you can or or, sorry, in other terms, I think where you can really see it is in the Facebook groups, in the aesthetic Facebook groups where people are really struggling, right? But on Instagram, where it's a highlight reel, it looks like everyone's successful right out of school. And I had that same experience, um, but I always had no plan B. Like it was always the business has to succeed. And I had this inner drive to be massively successful. And so I did it myself for a long time for the first few years in business. And at a certain point, 
I knew I needed help. Like I knew like I grew to about 300,000, mostly on my own. I think I had hired like one business coach, but mo- for the most part on my own and just the free stuff, podcast, reading, YouTube. And then at the $300,000 mark, and I had two people on my team, <clears throat> another waxer and a microblading artist, I realized I needed help because I was stressed out. We we're making 300000 but I didn't know where the money was going. It was all being reinvested or who knows where because I, I didn't have my business complete business owner hat on yet. And so I invested in my first like uh, event where I flew across the country, spent five days learning, and actually it was all about personal growth. But what I realized at that event was that there is a direct correlation between personal growth and business growth, because I came back from that event and I had had this fear about hiring a receptionist for so long, even though we were all booked and busy and answering the phones in between clients and cleaning everything. And like, I knew I needed it, but the fear was holding me back. And after I did the personal growth event, I came back and the first thing I did was hire someone. And then my business grew because I had someone answering the phones all the time. And I was like, wow, okay, there's something to this. And so then I invested again in another personal development again. And again, my business grew. And so then I started investing in actual business events and business mentors. And every time I would invest, learning from people that were way more successful than me and in different areas of business, but I could translate it to my business because business principles do typically apply across the boards, at least the foundations of it. And so I just would always see my business grow every time I invested. So, you know, now it's been eight years since I started investing and I'm, you know, half a million dollars in, in mentors, but I wouldn't be where I am without that help and guidance. I think that's so huge. And I think a lot of people listening can probably relate to that fear of investing in either help or hiring mentorship. But I think it's, you know, you're obviously living proof that it it can be so worthwhile, even though it's scary. Yeah. And it's funny to think it's like, you know, doctors invest thousands of dollars to go to college to learn their skill that they're going to be paid, you know, a I don't know, the average is maybe 100, 200, you know, on an average doctor per year. And then lawyers invest thousands of dollars and go into debt to do this profession. And I feel like for some reason in the aesthetic industry, people just think that they can open a business and not invest in learning the business side of it. And I think where people really struggle and you know, from what I've seen from our clients throughout the years is that there are two different hats, right? It's like, you can be, you need to be really good at your craft and you need to be an amazing esthetician to be successful, but that doesn't always translate to being an amazing business owner. And so now you invested in school to go, you know, to be an esthetician. So why wouldn't you invest in, you know, like a school type thing to become a great business owner, especially something that could give you the shortcut? Totally. And I mean, you think of any other career, there's always dues you need to pay, whether it's internships, apprenticeships, being an assistant. And we just don't have that really in aesthetics unless you're working for somebody else. So I totally agree. 
Do you have any thoughts on going solo right out of school? Is it something you'd say you're kind of against? Yeah, I mean, I I think that anything's possible, right? And I don't want to like say it's you can't do it. If you want to do that and you're determined, like go ahead. Um, I think there's a lot of value from working for working for someone else first. I, I've always been pro like get a job first because you learn so much working for other people. And also it's like, you know, they say it's like, you know, if something happens, a mistake happens, you cut someone during a plane, then whatever it is, it's on the business. It's not necessarily on you in terms of insurance, in terms of liability and a lot of things, your reputation. And so there's a lot of practice to be had at have, by having a job or multiple jobs. But, you know, I think in today's industry, a lot of people have a goal of going solo out of school. So I think it's possible. I just think um, don't expect that school is the last place you need to learn. You need to like keep investing in your not only craft, but now in your business knowledge as well. I totally agree. I always say, you know, try to make mistakes on somebody else's dime first if you can, because there will be mistakes. We don't come out of school perfect estheticians, let alone business owners. Yeah, absolutely. So before we get into some of the questions about your course, Rhea, I wanted to ask, just because you strike me as somebody who's highly motivated, very successful, and kind of just a standout in our industry. Was there any experience you ever had that kind of shaped your motivation or made you set the bar for yourself really high? Hmm, Great question. I think there's been a couple of experiences. I think you know, when I graduated aesthetic school and high school at the same time, I moved to California right away, like that summer after high school. Um, that experience was like very like jading in terms of the industry because I had a job at a med spa that was like a celebrity med spa. And I just saw things that I was like, this was nothing what I ever expected it to be, Right. But at the same time, I was so broke at that time. Like I was, it was, you know, gas was $5 a gallon. I remember it was 2007, 2008. So I didn't know the economy was crashing, but essentially that was what was happening. And um, it was my first time living on my own at 18. And it was just hard, you know, and I could barely afford gas, food, a lot of things. And so that... And what happened was it put me in certain situations that I would never want my own daughters to be in because I was so desperate for money. And not that I was trying to be in those situations, but like I would apply to like personal assistant jobs at one point because they'd pay $30 an hour instead of $9 an hour. And they were not real personal assistant jobs. And so like it put me in some scary situations and that gave me drive to never be broke again. But I think in terms of business, it was really a make or break moment for me is when I moved into my first storefront location. And this was only like after my first year in business in the room that I was in, I was able to move into a storefront really quickly, which was amazing. And I thought it was my dream location. 
I built it out, put all my money back into the business. And one year after that, the landlord said I couldn't stay because the the uh, unit next door wanted to expand. And because I missed a clock, like I didn't even know you could in your contract, you had to like have the first right to renew. I just thought, of course, I can renew my contract. I just put all my money into this space. Um, but that's not always the case in business or definitely not in real estate. And so I literally had no choice. And so, you know, when you put so much back into your business, you can have a six-figure year and still not have the cash at the end of it. And so that moment was really life-changing for me because it forced me to level up before I was really ready. And with that, you know, it sounds easy, but it was very, it was like my dark night of the soul in terms of, you know, I've been waxing 20, 30 people, uh, 20 to 30 people a day for the last two years in my business. I feel like I have nothing to show for it. I'm getting kicked out. Now I have an employee. I just moved into my own apartment, hired someone and got a puppy. So now I have responsibilities, but yeah, like what do I do? Everywhere else is three times the rent. I had an insane deal. And so like I would, I'm in this time in my life, like it forced me to look for mentors, even though they weren't like, you know, mentors I hired, but it forced me to, I guess, look outside the box and get resourceful and look for hope in some sort of way. And so I started brainwashing myself for success. I started listening to podcasts and I'd watch YouTube videos and read books everything that I could on business and on success, like for free, essentially, to even just give me the hope and perseverance to keep going. And instead of quitting, which was at one time an option in my head, like when I was looking for a location, and I just couldn't find anything in my price range, and especially when you have to pay for another build out. And so um, through that, <laughs> I learned that every successful entrepreneur has a rock bottom moment at some point in their journey. And if you can persevere through that rock bottom moment and keep going, one day you'll become massively successful. And when I learned that, I was like, okay, I'm going through my rock bottom right now. I have to keep going. I cannot quit because one day at I'm going to be massively successful. And like, there was no other option in my mind. And so that was life changing to me because it forced me to grow before I was ready. So it forced me to move into a location that was three times as big, three times the rent and a $30,000 build out when I didn't have that. It forced me to get resourceful and like, how do I make this work? It forced me to, you know, add other services that were higher ticket and just, become a better business owner. So I would say those are definitely the two that like, one was the drive never to be broke again. And then the second was, I have to get through this because I just have a bigger vision and I'm going to make that happen. I love that. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us. I agree. And I get that question all the time, you know, how do you know when you're ready to take a leap or start a business? And I think that's kind of the answer. Like you're never fully so yeah. ready for it, but it is kind of like, you know, pressure makes diamonds. And if you, yeah. if you can look for 
opportunities and kind of refuse to to fail, I think that's how you come out stronger on the other side. It's so funny that you said that because I don't know if you know this, but in our logo for Bosses and Beauty, I don't know if you could see this, but on the eye, which is in the middle, the dot on the eye is a diamond because of what you just said. Pressure makes diamonds. And when it comes to Bosses and Beauty, was there anything that inspired that in particular? Yeah. So, uh, gosh, this was, I guess, seven years into my business journey at this point. And I had grown my business to seven figures. I had a team. And so I didn't need to be at the business every day. And also through this time, I had been traveling the world with some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the world, learning so much about business, about mindset and personal growth and all these incredible things. And so I always had this like, you know, anytime someone helps you or like your life changes completely because of something like, I think like most humans can't help but like want to share that with other people. So I knew I wanted to help other people in the way that I was helped. Um, And I had the time to do it because I had a team. Now, what happened? I was going to do it in 2019. And it just turned out that year turned out to be like more of a spiritual year, even though like, you know, my memories on Facebook or I created it that year in terms of like the logo and the idea and all my journaling and stuff. Um, But I really didn't launch it till 2020. So 2020, obviously the world was shut down and I was like, all right, if this is not a sign from the universe to actually do this, like, I don't know what is. So when we were shut down, all I did was um, work on my program and I launched it in September of 2020. And since then we've had gosh, like over 1,500 graduates of BBB. We've had over 2,000 graduates of all of our programs. We have a seven-figure program. Um, you know, we've we've had crazy success stories, like beyond what I ever even imagined when we first started. So it's been truly like, um, it's been truly amazing to see like our clients grow and how many people have open storefronts and hired teams and hitting insane months. And so, yeah, I'm very blessed to be able to like do what I do and help so many estheticians succeed. Yeah, that must be so gratifying to see people out in the world actually thriving because of what you've taught them. Yeah. Who would you say the course is really for? Uh, So the Six Figure Beauty Business Blueprint, um, which we're about to open doors to at the end of February, uh, and we only do enrollment once a year, is ideally for estheticians who want to grow their business in pretty much most capacities, but like solo estheticians who either want to get to six figures or multiple six figures in their solo business. And I say mostly because we have had business owners that I've literally had a business owner with a team of 30 and two locations take BBB. And she said she still grew after. So it doesn't totally fit in that box. But like if I was to describe an ideal client for the course, it would be a solo esthetician who wants to grow. Okay. And are there multiple courses that are for estheticians at different levels or mainly yeah. the ones. So like I said, like I believe that you can help people to the point where you've helped yourself, right? And of course, I've invested and learned a ton, but I just something feels very wrong about like saying like, 
oh, I can help you get to say like $5 million, but I've never done it myself. Like I just, it doesn't, it's like, it's easy to tell someone, but like until you're actually in it, until you've actually had a team and gone through the struggles of it and certain things that like only you'll know at that level. So I can teach people up to, you know, how to grow to over a million dollars a year in their business. So the foundational program is BBB. Um, A lot of our students that went through BBB grew their businesses, opened a storefront location. And so the natural next program that I launched a couple years ago, because it was being asked for, was build your seven-figure team. And so that's all about um, hiring, training, um, and keeping a leadership uh, for an A-player team or high-performance team is another word for it. Um, and that's more for people that are wanting to scale their business, step back from the treatment room, and really grow to that seven-figure level. Awesome. And what are some of the pain points that your courses seek to help with? I feel like a big struggle for a lot of solo estheticians specifically are you know, like we talked about, it seems very easy to open a business and you're going to be busy right away and you're going to make six figures out of the gate or all of your clients are going to follow you from your old job. And a lot of people find out that's not the case. And when you, when you're seeing this on Instagram and you think that that's how you grow your business, um, it's just not, you know, Instagram is a part of business and it's a part of growing it and social media in today's, you know, any business is very important, but if that's your sole strategy, it's not a strategy. And so I think a big pain point is getting new clients in the door and getting busy and, you know, making enough income to pay your personal bills and your business bills and make a profit. And a lot of people can't get there solely with the strategy of posting on Instagram. Now, there's the people that it does work for, you know, like the big people we all know, all the, those huge estheticians are like the 1%. And that's amazing. But 99%, that's not, that's not it. And so getting new clients in the door is a huge pain point for a lot of people. And luckily that's what I'm really good at is business growth and getting new clients in and making sales and having continued sustainable success without being fully reliant just on Instagram. In business, I would never recommend putting all of your eggs in one basket. It's kind of just like having one stream of income. It is just mm-hmm. riskier and you're kind of missing out on other outlets. Are there other areas of opportunity you could kind of speak to outside of Instagram? You mean in terms of gaining clientele? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, well, here's one. A lot of people don't even have a website that goes solo. They have a booking site and they're totally different. And the difference is that booking sites don't rank on Google SEO. So if you want to be found by someone that's, you know, the biggest search engine is Google, right? And so if someone's looking for a new place and they're going to Google, but you don't have a website or reviews or any of that, and you're not popping up, how how would they find you? Especially if in your, you're in a salon suite. And so there's a lot of missed opportunity on a lot of platforms, but I would say 
mostly online presence, but also some sometimes it's just like old school, uh, old school marketing. And I don't think that's the necessarily the best way. But when you don't have money for paid ads, and you you're at the point where you've maxed maxed out your online capacity, you know, I mean, I was introducing myself to businesses, putting cards, like just like old school kind of stuff. But the relationship building when you're a local business does help. I know you had kind of referenced when you were starting out the economy being in a weird place. And I think we're, you know, in kind of a strange time right now where some beauty professionals might be feeling the effects of the economic crisis. Is that something you think plays a big role in estheticians' success, particularly? Do you think it's something we can protect ourselves from in certain ways? Or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, in terms of so my belief system has changed a lot. And like I said, I didn't know the economy was like crazy in 2008. I was so in my little bubble of being broke and just trying to survive. I, I didn't know what was happening in the world, but just this is in hindsight. But my beliefs now are regardless of what is happening in the economy, regardless of who is the president of the United States or whatever is happening in the world, you have the power and control to design your destiny, to, you know, create the future that you want. Now, part of that is being resourceful. And another part of that is learning to do the things that are going to grow your business. Because having a business is one of the greatest vehicles to success and control over your life that you can ever have. So we have this incredible opportunity. People just don't invest in the knowledge that's going to help get them there. But what I will say in terms of like, clients is that when the economy and or when you know people say the economy is crashing or whatever the case may be it only affects a certain amount of people right the poor people stay poor the rich people stay rich for the most part and it affects the middle class the most and so a lot of newbie solo estheticians you know especially younger estheticians may be attracting either more, you know, other young clients or more middle class. And there's nothing wrong with middle class, you know, but how can we start attracting more ideal clients that have more disposable income? And they don't even have to be super crazy rich, but that have that disposable income on one side. And then the other thing is that we don't know what people value. And so if someone values their skin more than a Louis Vuitton purse, they will never spend $3,000 on a Louis Vuitton purse, but they will drop $3,000 in a heartbeat on skincare. And so the other thing we need to learn how to do in terms of business is really niche down and decide who is our ideal client how do we market to them? And also, how do we get them to know that we can solve their problem? We're the solution to whatever you know they need, whether that's a fast Brazilian wax or acne or better brows or whatever. And that it doesn't matter if it's their you know payday at work; they'll wait till payday to come see you. And so, there's ways to do that as well. 
Yeah, I think that's such an interesting point. And you hear about things like in recessions, people still want to splurge on those little things like lipstick or beauty services that make them feel rich. So I think that is something that kind of gives me hope that no matter what happens with the economy, I think everyone still wants to feel good. And especially in today's day and age where it's so camera facing, we're all on social media. I think that is something people still do put a a premium on when they're kind of deciding on their, their budget. Yeah, absolutely. And then the last thing on that is that, um, it's also a different time. We're in a different time period in opportunity. And so in 2008, there was not as much opportunity for everyone, not just estheticians, but I'm talking like Uber, Amazon drivers, like all these different things that you can do on the side, just having an online business. So I don't think we'll ever be at that. I mean, I'm not an economist, but like, I don't think we'll ever be in that same exact situation because if people lose their jobs, they can pick it up somewhere else on the side or they can make that extra income somewhere else really easily in today's world. I know you were talking a little bit about attracting your ideal client. Do you have any advice for somebody who is hearing from their clients things like, you know, they're really watching their money or everything seems too expensive or they're just really hesitant about maybe purchasing an acne boot camp or expensive skincare products? If if a professional is feeling like they're hearing that over and over from their clients, do you have any advice as to what do you what do you do with those clients and how how could you put yourself in a position to attract people who have more disposable income yeah so i'll speak to the part on <laughs> like, let's talk about like not enough money like right like that. okay so some people might not really have enough money right but if you're hearing it over and over again and again, it might not be them necessarily versus you. And the reason I say this is because usually, like like I said, if someone values something at a really high level, they'll drop whatever money it takes to either get that thing or transform that thing, right? Or get the solution to their problem. Like if I want to change, if I have acne and I've had acne, so I understand, I will spend my last dime, my last paycheck, anything that I can. Or, I mean, I've even taken out taken out myself payday loans for like, I've taken out a payday loan for a manicure when I was like really in my broke days because I just like needed the relaxation. And so people will do what it takes to figure it out. And right now we have cherry financing and pay later and all of these things that could give them payment plans where they don't even need to pay up front. But most most estheticians aren't selling like multi-thousand dollar packages at that level. You know, that's more of the team level and more services. But at the solo level, we're not talking that much money for a facial or a wax or whatever. And so I think what it really is, Tessa, is not necessarily that it's I don't have enough money. It's they're really saying, I don't know if you can really help me. I don't know if I really believe you're going to change my skin. I don't really know or feel confident that you're the one that can do this. And so confidence and certainty is huge 
when it comes to influence and when it comes to sales. And I usually only teach my students this, but I might add a little value to your listeners today. So in influence, whoever, if as long as there's a mutual rapport between two people, a mutual respect. So I respect you and you respect me on a base level. Whoever has the most certainty in a situation can influence the other person to do something. And so if you're uncertain that this can really help change, I'm just going to use acne because it's an easy one, to change their acne and they're going to get the results. And you don't say it in that way that you're totally confident, totally certain that if you do this program and you stick to it and you follow my directions, you will see results. If you're not totally certain and there's any kind of doubt in your mind, like why would they believe you? Why would they invest their money? Especially the ones that have tried over and over and over again and invested in other people. Like I was one of those people. And so you have to have total certainty and total confidence in what you do and that it works and that this is the only solution to help your client. So I think even just that shift can help a lot of people. Like I said, sometimes it really is they can't afford it, but here's a payment plan. Other other times, if it's over and over, I think it's more the esthetician than it is the clientele. That is really good advice. And I mean, it's even inspiring to me to be a little bit more direct and confident with clients because I feel like some of the advice I've heard over the years is to not overpromise or or guarantee somebody mm-hmm. a result with their skin because there are so many unknowns especially on the client's behalf but mm-hmm. I like what you're saying like if you do xyz it is likely you will succeed yeah and of course we can't guarantee the time it's going to take but that's a- and right, like it may take three months, it may take four months, it may take six months. But what I can tell you is you will get results if you do this. Here's the time. There's no timeline. But as long as you're in it for the long game with me, or whatever the case may be, we're going to fix your skin, right? So that that should help a lot of people. <laughs> we need to hear it. That's awesome. Okay. So as far as your course and just getting a little bit more granular with it, what are some things estheticians could expect to learn or come out of the course with knowledge on? Yeah. So I really think it is the foundations of any successful six-figure and up, you know, aesthetic business. Just from what I've seen from, you know, our students take like that have gone through it. Um, I infuse personal growth into my program. And the reason is because that is what completely transformed me in the beginning. Like I have said, like there is a direct correlation between your personal growth and your business growth and success. And if you don't have the mindset right, you're, you could grow, but only to a certain point, or you may grow and you still may be struggling like I was where you're just overwhelmed doing everything yourself. And so I'm not just going to, you know, part of the personal development in it is not just like, Hey, think positive. 
you should think positive and not think negative and very, it's not base level. Like I deep dive into how our brain works, identity, belief system, where it comes from. Like we go deep in it. So you understand your brain and now we can like move past some of these limiting beliefs and blocks that are keeping you from the massive success that everyone can create in their lives. Um, and then after that, we go into strategy and we talk marketing, branding, you know, lifetime value of a client, getting new clients in the door, you know, systems, processes, everything you need for a successful business. Amazing. Is there one mistake you're seeing, you know, consistently with estheticians as far as what they're doing before they start your course and how they kind of evolve on the other side? One mistake. Um, I mean, I, I see a lot of mistakes. I think, <laughs> I, I will say, I think the biggest one is the Instagram being the sole marketing strategy because you're, you're playing a game that isn't in your favor. You're playing a game on someone else's game. Like you never, you don't own Instagram. It's up to their algorithm. You might get a hit. You might not like, you're really leaving it up to the algorithm essentially. Right. And you can try to play the game or you can play a better game. And so I teach estheticians how to play a better game in business and how to actually grow, not just an Instagram business. Cause here's what I'd say to everyone. Like, would you still be in business if Instagram disappeared tomorrow? Like how would people find you? Because that did happen, I think like a year or two ago. Instagram, Facebook all disappeared for 48 hours or 24 hours or something. Yes. My business was fine. We're on Google. We're on Yelp. We have an email list. We have a text list. We have all these other things. I don't necessarily need social media for that business, for my business that I sold. And so, but what about everyone else? Like they were probably freaking out, right? And so how do we also not just be better business owners and get more clients in the door by doing these things, but protect yourself, right? Talk about multiple streams of income, which I have a little bit of a different viewpoint on that um, in terms of like, I'm more like all in one thing until massive success and until you free up your time and now you can do something else. Um, but multiple platforms, multiple online presence, right? Not just like one sole marketing thing platform. Totally. I, I personally felt from the moment I got out of school, I never wanted to just bank on Instagram. So I knew I wanted to set up a YouTube channel, a podcast, TikTok, and it's funny because now when I ask my clients, oh, how did you find me? Like everyone kind of has a different answer. Mm -hmm. And I do feel more comfortable that if something yeah. happened with Instagram, it wouldn't be over tomorrow for me. I'd have other ways to touch base with people. But I think yeah. there's something about Instagram that's almost like, it seems like almost like this party where that's where everyone is. So we all want to continue to show up there. And I do think most estheticians probably dedicate a majority of their marketing time solely to Instagram. Yeah, I've definitely seen it. And 
like I said, it's needed because we're in 2024. You should have an Instagram. You should have social media, but it cannot be the sole, the sole thing that you do. Um, I think I was also blessed in a sense because I, I think there was an Instagram when I started my business, but it may have just came out. I don't know what year Instagram came out, but I started my business in 2013 and like Instagram when it came out wasn't for businesses. It was for sharing pictures of your family and your food and random personal stuff, right? And so I didn't rely on that to build my business. I had to get more strategic and resourceful in other ways. So I can now teach people that, but not only that, but I'm, I continue to invest in my business knowledge. So I know, you know, the ways that worked for me then, but I also know new strategies and ways, you know, in 2024 as well. I think the last question I have for you, Rhea, is what is one thing you do in your personal life that you think helps you professionally? So I've always been really big on morning routines. I read a book called like The Miracle Morning years ago, and it just helped me get really uh, locked in on having like a powerful morning routine. So at this time, I'm like, you know, just moved into this location that was three times the size and I couldn't afford it. And so at that time, I was waking up at like 5 a.m., going to the gym for an hour, coming home, reading, listening to podcasts, having green juice, having like a really like my own successful morning to prime my mind and body, you know, to be for entrepreneurship, right? It's, It's a you know, entrepreneurship's not for the faint of heart. And so that was definitely a huge thing for me up until I had kids. And, you know, I have a two and a half year old and a one and a half year old now. And so I still have a morning routine. It just starts at eight, not at five. Um, but I now what fuels my like soul and like life is more like family times on the weekends and shutting down on the weekends versus like being so stringent and like business focused. Like I need that time to like fuel, fuel up. So that's very helpful for me. Yeah. I love that you have kind of realized in different phases of your life, there's different ways you water yourself. Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a great takeaway for, for estheticians. Yeah. So whatever it is, guys, that makes you feel like you're filling your cup up or pouring back into yourself, I would encourage you to keep doing that. Rhea, thank you so much for joining us. I think we'll just wrap up here directing people towards the really exciting free masterclass that you're going to be hosting on February 25th. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So on February 25th, um, I'm hosting a totally free masterclass. Um, so all you need to do is uh, sign up through Tessa's link and you're enrolled, no cost to you. Um, join me for an hour. I'm going to teach you for an hour on how to make more money with every client that you already have. So you don't have to worry about Instagram. You don't have to worry about paid marketing or paid ads. I'll teach you how to grow your business for free with every client you have. And then um, I will talk about at the end more of, you know, my program, the Six Figure Beauty Business Blueprint. 
if you choose to enroll, um, there's going to be a lot of bonuses and a lot of fun things this year. I'm teaching the whole thing live. And if you don't, you're still going to get a ton of value for free during my class. So I hope to see you there. Um, and it, I don't do free often, so you should definitely join. Um, I'm all about adding as much value as possible. I'm so excited for this. I know I'm going to be taking the class, guys, so I hope you join me and Rhea, and I will have the link to join in the show notes. This is a webinar, right? Um, yeah. It, it'll, be okay. on, it'll be live on Zoom. Okay, it, it amazing. It will be recorded, so I'll answer questions at the end, and I, I mean, I make it fun, really engaging. Our, usually, there's our last event, we had like 3,600 estheticians enroll. So like these are big, like big energy fun events that we do. Yes. And if you guys have heard about Bosses in Beauty, I think this is just the perfect opportunity to get a little taste of it, take the free class, see what you can gain from it. And yeah, I'm sure there's so much value to be had. So I'm really looking forward to that. And just thank you so much for taking the time to join us and share all that you did today. Thank you so much, Tessa. I'll see you at the masterclass. Yes, I'll see you there. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you in the next episode. 